Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's just jump right into it. If you could remain standing for the initial reading of the word of the Lord. Unless you're going out, you may do so now. I'm going to start in John chapter 1. Huh. I'm going to read from verse 1 through verse 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Dear Lord, we ask you just to touch this service, Lord, that what you have to say to your people can flow three, freely in the house, that we all receive it with open ears and ready hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. Thank you. Starting in verse 1, John 1, 1, it said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now the word, word, is a funny word. It can mean many things. It can mean letters put together on paper meant to describe something. It can mean the, this, the very Bible you hold in your hands is, we call it the Word of God. Or maybe something God said, we see it described in the Bible, I heard the Word of God. But it's talking about something else here when it says the word. What translated, it comes from the word logos, which means plan. Now, what, does it, what do I communicate with you, Brother Anthony? How do I tell you what's in my mind? With words. I believe something powerful is going on here when it says that Jesus is the Word. As it talks about him as the Word, we read here that, that I, I may talk to you in email, text, phone, letter, postcard, or maybe an in-person conversation, but it always includes words. As a man's word or speech makes known his thoughts, being the Word makes God's thoughts toward makes him God's thoughts towards us. That's Christ, the word, the truth, the amen, and the faithful witness of the mind of God. I don't know about you, but that's an exciting thing that God, God wanted to make his thoughts towards me known through the word. Every good thing that you saw transpire through Jesus Christ, God robed in flesh, in flesh were the very thoughts that God had toward you and I. There's nothing I could do to deserve that love and that, those thoughts that he put toward me. But yet there they are, amen? Aren't you thankful for that? In verses 2 through, th through and 3, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made. 
I'm sorry, my Trinitarian brothers and sisters, when it talks about the beginning here, it's not the beginning of the incarnation. That is the beginning of all time. Everything you know in this world, the car you drive, the people you see at work, the shoes on your feet, we know from science teaches us that that comes from the very beginning. Matter can't be created or destroyed, right? It only transfers and changes on and on from the beginning. But what the Bible says about the word, that it isn't from the beginning. It is in the beginning. It is what caused the beginning. That is the very power of God translated into creation. Every mountain raised, every ocean formed, every fowl of the air, every beast of the field was made by the power of the word. That is what the Bible teaches us. Without him was not anything that was made. What does Hebrews chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 say? Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Psalms 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them, them by the breath of his mouth. There is power in that word. John chapter 1, verse 3, all things, not some things, were made by him, and without him there was nothing. There was not anything that was not made. Moving on to verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Well, that's, that's great, that's awesome, that's exciting, but what does that have to do with me, you might be thinking? The same power that created the heavens and the earth has been aimed directly at your life. John 10.10 10 says, For the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am cometh, come, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It's not enough that you just survive. Jesus has come to make sure that you thrive, to give us not just life, but life more abundantly. You know, without him, you are destined. I'm going to say this again. Without him, you are destined for a devil's hell after a life full of prosecution. A life full of trouble. The Bible says that man's born into trouble as the sparks fly upward. Everything good that happens in your life comes from one place. I am so thankful for that. I am so thankful that I do no longer have to be destined for a life full of darkness and end up in a devil's hell.
I am glad that, that he can shine into my life and just change everything that Satan had planned for me. John 8 verse 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Aren't you thankful for that light tonight? In talking about the light, I'm reminded of another reading uh, prescription we've been giving, if I, if I can use that word, and that's Psalms 27, verse 1. You know, when many talk about the light, preach about the light, they talk about it, how it lights up their path and, and gives them a way to go or, or something to follow, and, and that's good and well. But this light we're talking about today this has the power to vanquish darkness. This is the power, that creation power, that says you may have this in your future, but I'm going to create an all-new future for you. I'm talking about the power to destroy the darkness. The devil may have had plans for you, but the light of the Lord says that he does not get the final say. Just like the moon, we have the opportunity to shine with borrowed light. Any darkness we see in this world will not be extinguished with more darkness. That is a biblical truth. If this were a dark room, if I were to turn all the lights on except for one, what would you say this, this room needed more of? It would need more light. I cannot make the darkness go away by throwing more darkness at it. What does Matthew 5.14 say? Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill, and it cannot be hid. If you are a child of God, you are charged to carry that light with you and not hide it. And that is the weapon that we are to be using against any darkness that we might see out in the world, we might see in our own life. Because that is the destiny that Satan has tried to put on you. We do not have to accept that. Let's shine that light everywhere we go. Amen. Are you thankful for the light tonight? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. God bless you. Looking into the book of Psalms. Chapter 27. Verse 13. Good, Brother Robbie. Said any good thing comes from God. I'd like to talk about verse 13. Said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The Amplified says, like this, instead of fainted, it said, I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living.
Every good and every perfect gift comes from above. It's referred to in Scripture, Brother Dave, in Galatians chapter number 5. It talks about the gifts or the fruit of the Spirit, and one of those is goodness. But you can't possess that unless you possess Jesus. Just not going to happen. Goodness is the quality or state of being good. Thank you, Brother Robbie. God is good, Psalm 73.1. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> 33.5 of Psalms says the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. You get that? Brother Carlos, he said the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The world would like to tell you that there's no goodness. And God has forsaken his people and doesn't care about them anymore. But I want you to know that he is good. He is good tonight. I'll try that. Praise the Lord. Hosea said six and four. He said, your goodness is as a morning cloud and as the early dew. The psalmist is referred to in Psalm 27 as we read that he had almost fainted. He had almost departed. The current events around us or the current events around him could have clouded his judgment. The pressures that the psalmist was experiencing or maybe the pressures that you might be experiencing might affect your perception. Junk jammed up his judgment. Each of us, either we are or we have or we will come to a place where we might want to throw in the towel. We might, Brother Richard, just say, that's it, I got the white flag. It's, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. You see that thing? We might want to run and keep on running and don't know when we get, we'll just know when we get there if that's far enough. Am I talking to somebody today? It's a day that we live in. There's negativity 24-7, Brother Brad. Can I, can I just help somebody today if you're a, a big news hound? Turn it off for a while. I'll never forget. Our pastor preached a message some years back. He said, the good news is that the bad news is all wrong. It's about time we start putting something inside that's not negative. That's not a dead end. It's not defeated. God's not dead. He's still alive. God's still on the throne. And he still loves you. And he still loves me. No matter what CNN says. No matter what MSNBC says. I'm going to remind somebody that God's got the market on goodness. Exodus 34, 6 says he's abundant in goodness. Isaiah 63, 7 says he has great goodness. And it's the goodness of God that endureth continually, the psalmist said, 52, verse 1. Are you starting to get the gist of what the Scripture is telling you and telling me today in 2020? But I get caught up 
I get caught up and I begin to think of things and, and they, get, they weigh on me. Can I get an amen? I want to give just three quick points tonight and weary of your time that might help, might give me some help in finding, making things better. I like the way Nehemiah says 9 and 25, he said, talking about the people, he said, they're delighting ourselves in his great goodness. His great goodness. So point number one is remember. Oh, that's really profound. Mm -hmm. I love Luke 17.32 said, remember Lot's wife. I realize that Lot's wife blew it. But that's not what I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember that Brother Michael, that he brought me out of a life that was filled with sin. He brought me out of a Sodom, and he brought me out of a Gomorrah. I'm not going to live for God very long. You're not going to live for God very long if you live it based on fear. You're going to be smoked down tomorrow or tonight or this or that. I realize God is a God of judgment, but we need to stop living and trying to put God in that box. But the psalmist said, 40 verse 2, he said, he brought me out. Also out of a horrible pit, uh, out of a miry clay, he set my feet upon a rock, and he established my goings. That's what I'm trying to remember tonight, saint of God. Remember where he brought me from. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to be like the children of Israel, delivered out of bondage. That's all they knew was bondage in Egypt. And they got out, and the first thing that they wanted to recollect, they wanted to remember, was not the fact that they had witnessed plagues. It's not the fact that they had walked through a, a wall of water on the right and a wall of water on the left, being the, the, the Red Sea. It's not that they smote a rock and water came out enough for all of them. It's not that there was manna on the ground when they come up in the morning. It's not that the wind brought quail, but they remembered the flesh pots. They remembered the melons and the leeks. No. Remember 68, 19 of Psalms that said, Blessed be the Lord, which every once in a while, Brother Brad, when he feels like it, blessed be the Lord when it's Sundays and it just happens to be the first Sunday of the month. Because it's potluck and I'm going to get me a feast. No, he said, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. We're talking about a good God. We're talking about a good God. I don't want to become weary. I don't want to become faint. So the first thing I've got to do is I've got to remember where he brought me from. What he brought me out of. What he delivered me from. What he's kept me from since then. Can I get an amen? How he's blessed me beyond blessings. Brother Tosin, I can't even begin. You just start to write that stuff down. You start, you go, oh man, I need some more paper. Oh, I need another notebook. Come on, somebody, are you with me today? You start logging that down. 
You start writing it down now. You start remembering. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Now we're also told 103.2 of Psalms. Forget not all his benefits. You know what he's saying. The psalmist says, are you remembering? You remembering what God's done for you? You remember the God? Not some statue on a wall or a mantle. We're talking about a God. Just like you talked about. He spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be, and there was. Oh, the world wants to emphasize the impossibilities and the hopelessness and the uncertainty. That's what the world wants you to remember. That's what the devil wants you to remember. Amen. I said, that's what the devil wants you to remember. He wants you to major on that stuff. He wants you to be consumed with those things. He wants you to get discouraged and faint in your heart. And stop believing the word of God. And stop standing on the promises of God. What's Philippians 4.8? What's Paul say to them? Lengthy verses of scripture. He said, finally, brethren, he's saying, hey, all of this other stuff's good. But this is like gooder. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Are you hearing what he's doing? Whatsoever things are pure and whatsoever things are lovely and whatsoever things of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think about these things. Remember these things. Paul liked to write stuff like that. Theory 20 of Ephesians, he said, My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all and able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That's my God. He's a good God. He's able to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in or by Christ Jesus. 419 of Philippians. So the first thing is remember. Keep your thoughts on the things that matter. You're listening to stuff that gets you discouraged, gets you depressed, gets you down. Turn that off. Turn that off. That's why you have heard. If you've gone to this church any length of time, you have heard it preached. Our pastor has preached it. Visiting preachers have preached it. It matters who you hang around with. It matters who you get your ear to. It matters what you got on the radio station, what you're watching on the TV. God is good. Second thing is, write it down. Remember and write it down. Habakkuk said 2 verse 2, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables that you may run that readeth it. Write it down. When was the last time you wrote down a promise from God? When was the last time you were praying and you just knew God was in the middle of that? And all of a sudden, Monday morning comes around, and you go, you're thinking, oh, yeah, a week or two. And Monday morning, boom. Or that afternoon, when you're done, comes out of your lips, and bingo, there it goes. When's the last time you wrote that down, Brother Brad? He said, I remember what God did for me. He's so good. I was in desperate straits. I was down. I, I, wanted, I just wanted to quit. I wanted to run away. I wanted to give up. 
I wanted to change churches. I wanted to divorce my wife. I wanted to get rid of my kids. Oh, look all angelic all you want. Somewhere in the middle of that, God just got in there and just began to answer your prayer. You got that unsaved loved one. You're just saying, God, whatever it takes. And all of a sudden, the very next moment you see them, ah, their, their heart is all of a sudden tender. Write it down, remember? Put it in writing. There's power in the spoken word, isn't there? But I always tell somebody, when you write it, you can't take that back. That's why you always want to think about before you fire off a text to pastor about this or that. That's free. <laughs> or you want to criticize a brother or a sister or something. Think about that because once it's written, you can't get it back. But when you write a promise or you write that, you know, that the, the, uh, the happenings of something you've asked God to intervene on, that creates faith, brother. Lance, you look at that and you go, that's a good God. And I challenge you because as you begin to write that stuff, it won't be very long. You'll have not enough room on your bathroom mirror. You won't be able to see the speedometer because it's all covered on the dashboard. Come on, somebody. You'll put it on your desk or your work area or somewhere where you hang out. And there's no way in the world your coworker can walk by without seeing something you wrote down, something you wrote down, something you wrote down. That's a promise. God's goodness. Write it down. Write it down. Whoo, praise God. Talking about promises, 2 Peter 1.14. Uh, or verse 4, I'm sorry. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption. just began to read that. It got to speaking to my heart. just got to thinking, promises, they changed me. I can't keep a bad attitude when I start looking at God answering promises. I can't be unthankful when I, all of a sudden I look and I say, God, you really did touch him. You really did answer that prayer. You really did give me that job. You really did cure me of that cancer. You really did. You really did. Put it on your reefer. Put it on your desk. Put it somewhere. Post it. So you can't avoid seeing it. We're told 23 and 6. Surely of Saul's goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life. Surely. Goodness. And mercy. Remember. Write it down. And the third thing is. Brother Brad. Rejoice. It, this isn't deep. Rejoice. Rejoice. He said it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Rejoice. Come on, stop sitting on your hands. Come on, God's been good. God's been good. Rejoice.
Second Chronicles 641 said, Let the saints rejoice in goodness. Oh, that men would praise Him. Praise the Lord for His goodness. Psalm 107, verse 8, 15, 21, 31. Over and over and over again. Joy. Rejoice. Rejoicing. Joyous. Joyful. Are used throughout the scriptures. Not sourpuss. Not frowny Frankie. I realize life sometimes. It's hard to smile. Try it though. It's pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty cool, isn't it? It's our strength. Don't forget to rejoice. Remember, rejoice. John 16, 24 talks about our joy may be full. Full. Not partial. Not a little bit. We're the children of the Most High. We're the children of the King. Come on, we're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your bodies, which are God's. Well, what do I rejoice over? How about salvation? 13.5 of Psalm. How about mercy? Psalms 31, verse 7. And over and over and over again. Rejoice and shout for joy, the psalmist said, 32.11. Hundreds of Hundreds of times. Remember. Write it down. And rejoice. Rejoice. And I'm closing. Will you stand? Please. Thank you. For your patience tonight. First Kings. Chapter 8 verse 66 says this. Talking about the people of God. He said. On the eighth day he sent the people away. This is after they were having a, they're having church, man. Kind of like right after a pandemic. Right after you've been told you can't go to church no more. You can't gather together. It ought to be something that's inside. You just go, no, 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 no. Come on now. He sent them away. And they blessed the king and went into their tents. Joyful and glad of heart for the goodness that the Lord had done for David, his servant. And for Israel, his people. We know that verse. We say it all the time. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be. And rejoice in it. Nothing about being sour pusses. Nothing about being negative Nellies. Your name's Nelly. I apologize. Ain't no direct slander by that. I promise. I want to remember. I want to write it down. Because sometimes life gets hard. And I want to rejoice when given the opportunity to rejoice. But you don't understand what I'm going through, Brother Playoff. No, I don't. Yes, he does. You got a good God that knows. You got a good God that cares. We serve a great big God that he's not run out of goodness. It just keeps flowing. Somebody, will you praise the Lord with us tonight?
These altars are open. We're going to sing and we're going to worship.